Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Average is brought to you by Bristol Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste for the smile of beauty and Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Ipana, Vitalis. So for the smile of beauty, use Ipana twice a day. And men, your hair will look neater when it's groomed the vitalis way. Hello, Duffy Stavin. Where do you leave me? Tate, Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Tonight, uh, Rex Harrison, the uh, famous British cinema star. Yes, uh, one of the Chutney and Putney set. (laughs) How come there's so many English actors in America? Well, Duffy, we send a lot of our actors to England. It's sort of a hams across the sea policy. (laughs) What's Rex Harrison like? Well, he's uh, tall and lean and svelte, you know, the perfect build for a monocle. (laughs) Yeah, typical Englishman, Duffy. He uh, dresses with that casual carelessness, the aristocratic look of studied sloppiness. (laughs) Well, Duffy, you must know him. He was in uh, Anna and the King of Siam. Yeah, that's right, where he's got the 20 wives. Yeah. Imagine a guy coming home and trying to explain to 19 of them where he was tonight. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me, Duffy, I have been holding this out on you, but uh, I'm planning to commit matrimony myself. Well, it's pretty definite. Uh, I've said yes, and the dame ain't said no. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll keep you informed if there's any further communication. Uh, okay. Miss Archer, well, well, what's this marriage talk? Yeah. I-, I thought you was finished with romance. I was, Eddie, but I guess women is me weakness. They're a habit, you know, like cigarettes. Hmm? You mean it'll take a whole pack of them to get you to spend 15 cents? <laughs> Don't scoff at me, Eddie. This time it's the real thing. I see. And when is the marriage going to take place? Well, she ain't set a definite date yet. Uh-huh. Has she told you she'll marry you? Well, not exactly. Has she told you she loves you? Well, no, Eddie. You see, there's one slight hitch. What? I ain't met the dame yet. <laughs> well, maybe after you've been married a couple of years, you get somebody to introduce you. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what, what, what's she like? Oh, she's wonderful, Eddie. Uh-huh. Just my type. Well, that narrows it down to blondes, brunettes, redheads, and baldies. <laughs> What I mean is that uh, usually if a dame has got beauty, she ain't got brains, you know. And if she ain't got brains, she's usually ugly. This dame has got both. This one is both dumb and ugly, sir. <laughs> uh, well, how, how, how'd you meet the... Uh, how, rather, how didn't you meet this lady? Uh, through the press. The press, huh? Yeah, yeah. The picture was in the Times. Oh. In that uh, Rotom Corbure section, you know, that... Uh, <clears throat> I got it right here. Take a gander at that face, Eddie, and that figure. Mm, let's see. Bonnie Bree, fattest sow at Danbury County. Eddie. 
That's the wrong side of the paper. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Beauty and Brains with Barbara Maxwell, brilliant bachelor student, graduating magna cum laude. Miss Maxwell was also voted the most beautiful girl in her class. Hmm? Does she show us pretty? Yeah. You get a load of them brains. <laughs> She's coming down here tonight, Eddie. How do you know? How do I know we uh, corresponded? Who wrote the letters, please? <laughs> I wrote the letters myself. Told her all about my education, too. You mean how you made a quick exit from Exeter and darted through Dartmouth? <laughs> no, Eddie, I didn't want to lay it on too thick. I just told her how I uh, come louder at Harvard. <laughs> uh, didn't you take a chance writing the letter? Not at all. I was careful to put a lot of grammar in it. Uh, got a copy of the letter right here. Take a look. Yeah, let's see. Dear Miss Maxwell, the minute I seen your picture, I felt love hanging in me heart. You see? The thing is full of participles. <laughs> Dear Betty, all me life, I've wanted to marry a dame with brains, you know? Oh, Auntie, you think if I ask Rex Harrison in a nice way, he'd take me out tonight? Miss Duffy, I think he'd just jump at the chance. After all, who else could he go out with that would be as glamorous and chic and beautiful? Archie, you're turning my head. And it looks better that way. <laughs> now, if you want to see a picture of a really beautiful girl, Miss Duffy, look at this one here. Get a load of that figure. Figure? In that graduation cap and that long black gown, how can you tell? I held the picture up to the light. <laughs> Look at that face, huh? She looks like she was chiseled out of Greeks. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, hello, Finnegan. Finnegan, yes. guess what? Let me see. Somebody caught a seal off Madagascar weighing 443 pounds, right? What kind of nonsense talk is this? Well, Art, you said guess what, so I just took a chance. <laughs> What I, what I meant by guess what, Finnegan, was that I'm thinking of getting married. To a 443-pound seal? <laughs> no. Well, I'm still in that guessing lot. <laughs> well, it happens that I'm getting married to a 110-pound intellectual. Well, I wasn't too far off. <laughs> uh, what's she like, Gus? You'll see. She'll be down here any minute in the flesh. In the flesh? Yes. Oh, the informal type. I, uh, I was just speaking figurative. Well, so would I. Well, Art, congratulations. I think it's a nice thing for a guy like you to have babies and get married. Finnegan, one gets married first, then one has the babies. Well, whatever the accepted procedure is. Anyway, Dodge. Thanks, Jim. Hey, Miss Dodge, ain't you making a mistake having your girl down here at the same time as Rex Harrison? I ain't worried, Eddie. What's he got that I ain't got? Oh, look. Go on. Talent? Go on. Intelligence? Go on. Fame? Yeah. But what has he got that would appeal to a dame? <laughs> Money? That's right. I never thought of that. Well, look, I, maybe if you can dig up a few of them other things, she won't mind you having no money. That's enough.
know, this is the time of year when a young man's fancy turns to borrowing his father's car. But this is the time for junior proms and school parties. I should know, I was young once myself. And I know, too, that every young man is very particular about the way he looks. That's why you young men should get wise to Vitalis. For Vitalis is one hair grooming preparation that makes your hair look neat. Makes it stay in place, but without giving you that slick, greasy, gigolo look. Say, what's Vitalis got that makes it so different? It's what Vitalis hasn't got that makes it so different. Vitalis does not contain one single drop of mineral oil. Only pure vegetable oils that prevent dryness and give your hair a neat, masculine look. Give yourself the famous Vitalis 60-second workout. See how it will loosen your tight, dry scalp and make it tingle. See, too, how it chases away loose dandruff and helps check excessive falling hair. With the Vitalis workout, you'll feel good, you'll look good. And all in just 60 seconds. So to look your best tomorrow, get a bottle of Vitalis tonight. Hey, Eddie. Hey, yeah. I'm expecting my future bride here any minute, and as I told you, she's one of them five-beater cappers, you know. I was wondering, what uh, what can I do to make the tavern here seem more intellectual? Leave. <laughs> You'd cut out the risibility. No, uh, what I mean is, uh, she's a cultured dame. Uh, maybe we ought to scatter a few books around the joint. We ain't got no books. No, huh? Well, then uh, just turn a few of them menus upside down and we'll tell her their library cards. Let's see, what else? Eddie? Yeah? Eddie, do you think that moose head is shaggy enough to pass for a bust of Einstein? <laughs> Wait a minute. Look who just come in. Rex Hodge, man. Yeah, yeah. Quick, get out some uh, off and off. What? Off and off. Well, you don't have to bark at me. <laughs> Who's barking at you? It's an English delicacy. Off and off? Yeah, means fish and chips. <laughs> we want to treat the guy like he's civilized, don't we? Uh, good evening, Mr. Harrison. Hello, Archie. Well, Rex, I'm glad you were able to pop in, old Pip. <laughs> this is your first visit to the tavern, ain't it? Uh, what do you mean, people come down here twice? <laughs> Not if they make cracks like that. <laughs> but since you're a visitor from our colonies, I'll forget it. <laughs> Incidentally, I just ordered some uh, tiffin for you. Tiffin? Yeah, fish and chips. Or, as you use English, call it off and off. Tiffin, <laughs> coming up. Thank you, Eddie. Hey, uh, Rex, uh, how does it look to you? Uh, let's see. What, two sardines on a cracked plate. Yeah, fish and chip. <laughs> Go ahead, Rex. Uh, crack your china on them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you like to drown them in a cup of tea? Do you happen to have some brood? Oh, mercy, yes. The tea has been brooding all day. <laughs> In fact, I think I'll have a cup with you. Good. Ah. Ain't it a funny thing, you know? Here you and me is having tea together, and it was just a while back that our ancestors fought a war over the stuff. <laughs> but I always say bygones will be bygones. <clears throat> well, down a hatch. Hmm. Uh, Archie, this tea. What about it? 
What are you trying to do? Start another war? <laughs> yeah, he, he's even using the same cheese. <laughs> Eddie, it's loose talk like that that sinks ships. <laughs> uh, how did you uh, happen to come down here to Duffy's Tavern, Rex? Well, after all, it's a world-famous place. Well, thank you. Yes, well, even in London, people warn me against eating here. <laughs> Mr. Harrison, a lot of pride has gone into making Duffy's Tavern what it is. But with the lack of customers, how do you manage to stay in business? We're too proud to declare bankruptcy. <laughs> but enough talk about the tavern. Uh, uh, let's talk about you, Rex. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, do you... Uh... <laughs> Duffy, what this... Hmm. Very disappointing. He's even better looking than I thought. Then why are you disappointed? He's married. Rex, this is Miss Duffy. You'll have to excuse her. She slept with so many wedding cakes under her pillow that she has to comb her hair with a fork. <laughs> Mr. Harrison, I love the way you Englishmen dress. Thank you. Is your wife very jealous? Why? Would you mind if I rub my cheek against your tweed coat? No, no. Not at all. No, no. Here's the key to my closet. Anytime I'm not at home, drop in and rub away. Great idea, Rex. While she's in there, she can scare away the morts. Incidentally, uh, speaking of that uh, clothes closet of yours... Scram. Uh... Speaking of that clothes closet, uh, you, uh, you don't happen to have anything that would be suitable for me to wear to a wedding, would you? Well, I've, uh, I've a cutaway coat. And cutaway? <laughs> Look, when I go to the trouble of buying a coat, I like to get all that's coming to me. <laughs> Besides, me damn knight might not like me walking up the aisle with me shirt tail hanging up. Oh, Archie, you're talking about your own wedding. Yep, I am, Rex. You see, I, I figured there's a time in the life of all of us when we should trip the light fantastic. <laughs> Let me offer you my congratulations. What's she like? Oh, very intellectual. What a kind of a dame that sits in the parlor and listens to information, please, even when she ain't trying to impress visitors. <laughs> That's my big problem. What am I going to talk to about to a dame like that? Oh, any number of things. Oh, like what? Oh, paleontology? Well, yes. <laughs> Thermodynamics? Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> the internal structure of the octahedric crystals? <laughs> that, I'm afraid, might be over her head. <laughs> uh, by the way, where did you pick up them things? Listening to information, please. <laughs> did you pick up any other good ones? Well, let's see, uh... Oh, yes. Uh, John Kieran said the population of the Earth was two billion. Yes, but can we be sure that Kieran is correct? Archie, John Kieran is an authority on population. Eight to five, you don't even know that Mrs. Burke might be had a baby last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I blew it. <clears throat> no, Rex, with this dame of mine, I, uh, I can't take no chances on mistakes. Uh, now, uh, what else do you know that you're real sure of? Well, uh, let me see. About 100,000 years ago, during the Paleolithic era, icy glaciers covered the entire Earth. Hey, that's a pip. <laughs> I'll murder her with that one. 
I think I'll make a note of it, sir. By the way, how do you spell that word? Uh, Paleolithic? No, icy. <laughs> that other one I choose to ignore. Say, icy, you big it. Hey, who's the character? <laughs> Archie, you ought to keep your bottles more tightly corked. Hey, Archie, talks funny. What's funny about it? It's a dialect. He's from England. <laughs> England? To arms, to arms! The red coats are coming! Where is my land? Two fight sea! The shield men! The damn is breaking! Well, maybe it was a wild guess, Bennigan, but it happens that he spelled it right. Oh, guy sounds like a deep thinker. Will you stop wasting Mr. Harrison's time here? Now, Archie, I find Mr. Finnegan very stimulating. Simulate. Oh, thank you, kind sir. The feeling is mutual. In fact, I'd like to spend a little more time with him. Mr. Finnegan, will you join me in a Coca-Cola? Oh, it's delighted, but do you think there's room in the bottle for both of us? If you've ever wondered about the right kind of toothpaste to use, then listen to this. It should help you. More dentists recommend Ipana to their patients than any other toothpaste. And not only that, more dentists use Ipana for their own personal use, according to a recent nationwide survey. So, friends, why don't you try Ipana yourself and see why it's so popular with dentists? See why Ipana is so popular with lovely women everywhere, too. For Ipana helps your teeth as well as your smile to brightness and loveliness. That's because Ipana really gets teeth clean, but safely. Without gritty abrasives, and followed by a gentle gum massage, aids the health of your gums. So ask your dentist about this home care of teeth and gums. And then let Ipana help you to brighter teeth, a more sparkling smile. Get Ipana and get started toward your own Ipana smile of beauty. USA. And now back to Duffy's Tavern. Hey, Eddie. 
just thinking. That's dangerous. <laughs> Cut it out. No, but me future bride's going to be here any minute. So what kind of flowers do you think I ought to buy? How about a nosegay? <laughs> this is no time for pig Latin. <laughs> I uh, want to get her some flowers so she'll realize I got culture as well as intelligence. Well, them flowers might be all right for the culture, but what you gonna do about intelligence? Show that gold star you got for basket weaving? <laughs> Only as a last resort. <laughs> uh, incidentally, look at that Harrison over there. What? Over there in the corner, still talking to Finnegan. Can't figure it out. Why would a guy like Harrison talk to Finnegan? Well, he's here for a rest. Maybe he's just tired of talking to people. <laughs> Sure is weird, ain't it? Hey, wait a minute. Hey, this must be the dame now. Who? Barbara Maxwell. Look at her. <whistles> Don't beat the script, boys. <laughs> oh, boy, what a magnum cum laude at the meter. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm looking for a gentleman named Archimedes. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, do you mean Archimedes, uh, Ph.D., L.L.D., and M.A., the gentleman what wrote you that letter? Yes. I am that him. <laughs> uh, tell me, Miss, uh, Maxwell, uh, Ick, Hike, Hope, Six, Caesar, Romero, in hock. <laughs> What's that? Don't tell me you don't talk Latin. Is that Latin? Of course. No wonder it's a dead language. <laughs> Perhaps you would prefer to converse in, uh, Sam's script? Archie, why don't we just talk English? If you insist, but for us intellectuals, it seems like such a live language. Don't worry, we'll kill it. <laughs> Archie, your letter said you were a Harvard man. When did you graduate? 1908. 1908? But you couldn't have been over five years old. See what a genius I was? <laughs> In fact, I was so little that instead of diapers, me old pop used to wrap me up in Harvard penance. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of uh, paleontology... Huh? Paleontology. Don't tell me you never heard of paleontology. No, what is it? Kid, you better go back to facet. Have you ever heard of them uh, thermodynamics and uh, them oxymcedric scriptures? <laughs> didn't. I'm afraid my family wouldn't approve of you. <laughs> but maybe I can wise you up before you meet them. You see, about a hundred thousand years ago, uh, before the days of Figaro, uh, <laughs> the whole earth used to be covered up with uh, icy glaciers made out of them paleolithics. <laughs> you remember that now when you meet me, old man. You mean your whole family are intellectuals? Even more than me. Well, in that case, I'd like to meet them. Well, uh, right at the moment, Dad is very busy, you know, how things are at Oak Ridge. <laughs> Your father works at Oak Ridge? Oh, my, yes, yes. What does he do there? Come in. He's assembling the atom. <laughs> oh. Well, then maybe I can meet your mother. Uh, she's at Oak Ridge, too. She's, uh, helping me father. You know how slippery them Adams is. <laughs> she holds them while he splits them. <laughs> so, uh, now that you know all about me, family, what do you say? Would you like to get married? Oh, but, Archie, I don't really know about your family. I've only heard about them. 
I think before we talk about marriage, I ought to at least need one member. Yes. Got to have a relative, huh? <laughs> How about Uncle Rex? Yes. Miss Maxwell, did you ever see a picture called Anna and the King of Siam? No. The Foxes of Harrow? No. What a coincidence. What? An uncle of mine just arrived from England. <laughs> well, have you met him? Oh, uh, Uncle Rex. Archie, uh, that distinguished-looking gentleman is your uncle? Yes, he's uh, Dad's brother on the distaff side. <laughs> uh, uncle Rex, I would like you to meet me future intended, uh, Miss Barbara Maxwell. How do you do, Uncle Rex? <laughs> from England. England. Throng, throng. Uh, Uncle Rex. Where did I land and do it by sea? Rex. To the hills and the town. Damn it, crazy. <laughs> Uncle Rex, what has came into you? Hey, Arch. Where'd you find the tomato? <laughs> Barbara, I must apologize for Uncle Rex, you see. Don't apologize. I find your Uncle Rex very stimulating. Would you care to go for a walk in the park, Uncle, where we can discuss biology? You got me, kid. Uh, too long, Arch. Wait, what kind of a dirty trick is this? Uh, I say, Arch, old chap, will you join me in a scoffer? <laughs> Duffy, guess what? I'm making a personal appearance at the Palace Theater in Cleveland, Ohio next week. Cleveland? Uh, well, you know where the Fulton Fish Market is. Well, it's about 500 miles west of there. Huh? Well, Duffy, I'm going to be a portable actor. Portable is dead? Duffy, I got Jane Russell going with me. Well, it might not bring Vaudeville back to life, but it'll bring me back to life. <laughs> yes, it's Duffy starting Thursday, June 3rd at the Palace Theater in Cleveland. Get your tickets now, folks from Ohio. Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at this same time next Wednesday. Until next Wednesday, then, this is Rod O'Connor reminding you that for the smile of beauty, remember I've had a toothpaste. And for well-groomed hair, remember Vitalis. Rex Harrison appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of The Iron Curtain, starring Dana Andrews and Gene Tierney. The annual poppy sale is now on. Wearing a poppy helps the disabled veteran who made the poppy, and also other disabled veterans and families of veterans now in need. Wear a poppy so that veterans everywhere will know you remember their sacrifice and their brave deeds. Each Wednesday, Bristol Myers bring you Duffy's Tavern and Mr. District Attorney, which will be heard at 9.30 tonight. <laughs>